Welcome to Love Always Self, a podcast about connection to self, reflections of self, and how this impacts our reality. We're all about trying to find balance, discovering tools for spiritual wellness, and creating a safe place to have loving conversations about a broad range of topics. I'm Carissa, an energy healer with a background in Reiki, nursing, health coaching, and personal training. I have a holistic mindset and believe that everyone and everything can work together in harmony so that we can create more balanced life experiences. And I'm Shira, a spiritual intuitive and explorer of personal truth with a background in management and finance. I feel we are all connected and guided by our own spiritual team, whom I refer to as Mount Glass. And I want to help teach you how to connect with yours. We believe we're all connected and by learning to love self, we will elevate the collective consciousness and learn to create deeper connections with each other, self, and source. As we grow and learn through our own life adventures and self-discoveries, we hope you gain insights into your own truth. Don't forget to subscribe to stay notified of new content, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to Love Always Self. I'm Karista. And I'm Shira. And we have an exciting topic today, diving into a little bit about DNA and how we can influence our life through our perceptions and our environment and how all that impacts our genetic expression. But first, a couple announcements that we are super excited about. We have a Patreon. (laughs) So in this Patreon, you can select two different tiers. And that's patreon.com. And first tier is Dream, which is $5 per month. And in this particular tier, you get exclusive access to our Patreon-only content. It includes messages um, that are channeled from Mount Glass and an archive of all those messages. We also have a second tier, which is called Evolve. It is $10 per month. And in this tier, of course, you get everything that's already included in the dream tier. Plus, we will be providing a monthly three card pull for the collective. And that'll include, you know, information that we receive from pulling those cards and a lot of details that will help you continue down your spiritual path. And again, yes, you can find that on patreon.com or you can go through our website at lovealwaysself.com and toggle over to the Mount Glass messages. You'll get a few free messages that you can look through there. And then scrolling down, you'll be able to click the link to Patreon to uh, expand your access. Also on our website, we are excited to announce that we have added a link to a course that I've been taking the past few months. It's the 101 Fun Astrology course. Super interesting. I love the information. It helps you to begin the deep dive of understanding uh, all these astrological concepts and how that may be impacting our lives here on earth. And this information, it's really great because it's in bite-sized format. It's easy to consume and it's totally at your own pace. So we, you know, life happens. So it's understandable that you need a little extra time. And this course really allows for that. And it's really interesting. And you get to have access to uh, the creator, Thomas Miller of fun astrology podcast. So it's really exciting that we have been able to link that through our website at lovealwaysself.com. I believe that's through communities uh, or in the community section. Yeah. He's so good. Oh, love listening to his stuff. And we have a giveaway. So holiday giveaway. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll be giving away a gift bag valued at a hundred dollars to one awesome listener. 
to enter that giveaway, all you have to do is go onto our Facebook, share our giveaway post and tag us in that share so that you will be counted into the giveaway. So we'll take those handles or those names of those individuals and place them into the drawing, uh, which will be done on December 25th. So we will announce on Christmas day who the, the winner of this giveaway will be. The giveaway or the gift includes a cleansing kit, a selenite palm stone, a chakra opener meditation mala. All of those are incredible gifts from Picasso Jasper. And then we will also be including a Love Always Self water bottle from our shop on lovealwaysself.com. And one final announcement, um, we also have added a new partner in our community. Um, and so when you when we state this, we mean that on lovealwaysself.com, uh, you can navigate to community, and then you can also see our partners. And her name is Tarn Ellis, and you might recognize her work as she's the creator of the art piece that we have as our profile image for basically all of our social media platforms. Um, and I definitely love to share her beautiful creations on different Instagram and Facebook stories and things of that nature. She just, she creates from a place of love and compassion and we just absolutely adore her and we're so thankful for her because she was basically the start of how we were creating Love Always Self. And so just admire her so much and we're so excited for her to be one of our partners um, and just sharing and exchanging. Yeah. Her artwork is beautiful and diverse and you can tell she creates from her heart center. And so all of her art is really incredible to look at. Absolutely. Now on to the episode. To the topics. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we, we uh, like to kind of come up with topics as they uh, announce themselves in our lives. So Shira, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, how you ended up bringing this topic to, to me? Yeah. So this past week has been very interesting, um, very, very open to receiving a lot of information from uh, my spiritual team, my, my higher self, whatever, you know, we call that Mount Glass here. So I was going to a one-year appointment from my cervical cancer, hysterectomy, you know, all that, right? So I was on my way to my GYN appointment, and I was in a bit of stress, and and you know that because I called you and went on like a full-on like 45-minute drive vent session before I got there. So thank you for that because that actually uh, (laughs) helped me release a lot of the emotions I was feeling before I arrived at that appointment. And yes, I did a protection bubble. (laughs) Right. I was like, I'm going to need you to go ahead and protect yourself. Don't attach yourself to anything that I'm saying. Just, I'm just needing my girlfriend for vent. So, uh, so I get there and the, I'm in the waiting room after I checked in and this couple walks in. And this young lady, and what was ironic to me is that her husband actually kind of looked like mine. Um, but she came, she came in and she was wearing like, you know, one of those like flowy dresses. It actually looked just like the dress that I wore in a follow-up appointment from my surgery. And except hers was white and mine was black at that time. But basically the scenario of the situation is that I'm, I'm witnessing exactly what I went through a year ago. And here I am at this appointment a year later. 
And there was all this like emotional triggers that were happening inside of me. And in part, it was like, oh, man, I know exactly what you're going through, you know, just by her trying to sit down and you can tell it was really hard for her and she had to move really slow and, you know, and, and her husband's probably just like, oh, my God, I'm in like a, a GYN's doctor's office and this is, you know, I can only imagine like he's trying to comfort her, but like be there for her, but he's in an uncomfortable situation. You can see that visibly on his face and like, so I, I'm being triggered by all these memories of everything that I went through a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And there was a part of me that wanted to just tell her, you know, because I had this aha moment of, oh, my gosh, like, look how far you've come in mm-hmm. just a year. Right. Mm-hmm. And I almost wanted to say to her, you're going to get through this. This is hard right now. I know exactly what you're going through, but you're going to get through this. Now, granted, I don't know what her circumstances were that she probably had to have a procedure like that, but I recognized all the signs of the recovery process going on with her. Right. And, um, I even asked her because I couldn't, I also knew that when I was in that place, if somebody came to me at that point and said, you're going to be fine, everything's great. You're going to get through this. You know, I, I probably wouldn't have listened so well, honestly. Mm -hmm. And so a part of me was kind of like, this is her time. This is her time to process. This is her time to go through this. So the only thing that could really come out of my mouth was, I can assist you in your comfort level because I know that the bench that I'm sitting on is elevated a little bit more than that chair you're trying to get down into. So I just simply said, Hey, would you like to sit over here instead? Even though in my head, I knew I was saying that to like tell her that it's more comfortable to try to sit in a bench this high than it is that lowered chair. But I didn't say that. I just said, Hey, would you like to switch seats with me and come sit over here? (laughs) Looking back at that now, I'm kind of like, probably should use more words. But and she was like, no, 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 I'm okay, you know? And I was like, okay. And, and it was kind of the way she delivered that. It was like determination. And I could sense that behind her. And that is something that I related to because I was really determined to no longer be in that amount of pain back then. Mm-hmm. And I was really determined to be like in a better shape. And mm-hmm. so I just kind of like had this like aha moment of this is her path she's got to work through that. Right. So anyway, I'm, I'm leaving that appointment after all that, the visit with the GYN and yes, everything's good. So we're good there, but I'm leaving that appointment and I'm driving home and I started getting all this like information that just was like popping up in my head. And, and, you know, again, I like to call these downloads. Right. And it was like, unlocking your DNA, DNA, this DNA, that like it it was, it was super profound. And, and I immediately got home, ran up to my office and wrote down what is DNA unlocking and how to unlock your DNA. That's exactly what I wrote down on my notepad. And I wasn't sure how we were going to tackle that conversation. I just knew we had to talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure exactly how we were going to cover that information. I just knew that something instinctively was like, you need to talk about that. Right. Mm -hmm. So fast forward to last night or this morning, however time was perceived in this moment, I had this like intensely vivid dream. And at the, I'm not going to go into all the details about the dream, but like, I knew that I was like in a lighter place. Right. Like 
I was surrounded by people that cared about me and that loved me. It felt good. It felt like a fun place to be. And I knew that. Like that's that was the expression behind it. But then as soon as I was about to wake up, I was sitting or standing. I don't really know. I like either sitting or standing, but it was with myself. Like we were just maybe a foot or two apart from one another's face. And let me tell you how weird it is to watch yourself talking and the expressions, except the person you're looking at and talking to, you just have this profound understanding that not only do they get you like 100%, but they seem a lot wiser. But I was talking to myself, seeing myself, and the expressions on my own face looking at me was very intent to say very like lovingly, but yet bold at the same time. Very, very me. And it was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I wrote it down as soon as I woke up. I knew I had to write this down so I didn't forget this. But I said to myself, or she said to me, you can choose to hold the fear and keep living like you do with regret and missed opportunities. Or you can simply let go of the fear and trust that if it's your time, then you have decided this as your own exit plan from this existence. And if not, you're going to keep going and it's going to be fine until then. And I was like, what? (laughs) And I felt this like overwhelmingly profound, like, I, I, I knew that, right? I needed to hear that. And I felt this release this morning of like all these fears that I've held on to. So how does this connect to that download that I got, right? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, this is where we're going to get wild. So (laughs) So I had just been having a conversation uh, with my mom because she's like, when you go to your GYN's appointment, make sure you ask to get a mammogram. And then also because both of your parents' sides, uh, on both sides of my family, there, there are several cases of colon cancer. So you need to like, you know, I know that they say to wait till you're 50, but because of your situation and your genetics and your DNA and all that stuff, um, you need to get checked for colon cancer. And especially since you have cervical cancer, which is so close to your colon, like that information I had been receiving. Now I didn't put two and two together until you and I got on the phone this morning and we started having this conversation um, that it's highly possible that I'm holding fear that I'm going to get cancer again. And I think Mm -hmm. I actually even said that to you on my way Mm -hmm. to that appointment Mm -hmm. that I'm still dealing with trauma that like, shit Shire, you got to, you know, you got to start focusing on different things and all this stuff because, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to get cancer again because that was the thing that really knocked you out of all your shit and put you on the path that you're on now. Right. So I got to keep going down this path. So these are things that I've been thinking about subconsciously, not every day, not every moment. I'm not hyperly focused on it. Right. But it's there. And it's apparently there so much that I had to tell myself, my higher self had to tell me that, you're holding on to a shit ton of fear and it's impacting your everyday life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I think it's connected to the whole DNA aspect of it. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Thank you for, for that, that share. That was, yeah. yeah, that, that, um, 
and for being vulnerable about your awareness of the fear that, you know, you continue to carry and you're not alone in, in carrying those fears. You know, we, we were taught in like sixth grade biology that, you know, we are, you know, victims of our genes, basically that, you know, the genes are the blueprint of our life. So our genetic material that we receive from our parents is the blueprint for our life. And in these, just the last few decades, there's been a lot more scientific discovery about how the genes themselves, the DNA is not actually defined, right? Determined by them alone. So right. they are not the ones controlling our lives. So in, in you bringing this topic, I ended up pulling up some information and came across an interview with one of my favorite biologists, Dr. Bruce Lipton. And, you know, you and I have talked about this book before, The Biology of Belief. One of my favorite books uh, that I encourage or uh, share with a lot of people. So I think it's really fascinating information. It's a lot of information and sometimes you need to read it a little slower or be okay with not receiving all the information. I didn't, um, but I still got a lot out of it. And I haven't, but, I haven't read it. I haven't read it. I haven't listened to it on audible. I don't even own it. Mm-hmm. I just want to make that known because of where we're going to take this conversation. So yeah. Um, and, and again, I I love Bruce Lipton. He's on YouTube. There's lots of interviews with him. Um, so you can, there's lots of searchable information, but, uh, let, let's, let's talk about, you know, the, the cells. So one of the science experiments that he did was he took a stem cell, which we all have stem cells, you know, they, they are, embryonic cells, but once you leave the the womb, you're no longer an embryo. So you can't call them embryonic cells anymore. They're called stem cells. And he ended up taking one stem cell and placing it in a Petri dish. And then he allowed uh, this cell to replicate and that replicated once every 10 hours. So doubling once every 10 hours. And after a week, he had about 50,000 of these identical uh, stem cells. And then what he did was he removed, I'm not sure if it was one cell or a portion of the cells. I think it was just one cell. He removed one cell uh, and placed it in three different Petri dishes. Now, if you're not familiar with science or, or experiments, the Petri dishes, they contain what's called a medium. So a type of fluid that allows for growth. So in that Petri dish or in those three Petri dishes, he altered the medium the fluid in there using, you know, different chemicals and then watch them replicate and form into tissue in the first Petri dish. Remember all of these cells are identical taken from the original 50,000 identical cells that were initially one cell. And in Petri dish a, what grew was muscle tissue. In Petri dish B, it was bone tissue. In the third Petri dish, it was fat. (laughs) So all of these were from the same, same identical cells. So what caused the different growth? The medium, 
the chemicals within the fluid in the Petri dish, the medium. So looking at our body, right? We are a makeup of 50 trillion cells. We're a big ass Petri dish. Yes, we are a big ass <laughs> Petri dish. So what is our medium? Our medium is our blood. The blood carries oxygen. It carries nutrients. It carries different hormones and other chemicals. So who or what is the chemist in changing the composition of the medium? That is our brain. The brain is the chemist. So when the brain acts as the chemist, it is taking the information from our external environment and our perception of that external environment and then adjusting the chemical makeup of our medium within our body, our blood, to promote a certain specific expression of the gene within all of these cells. So in other words, our perception of our external environment is affecting the expression of our genes. It is not the genes controlling their expression. It is in response to our perception of the environment. And I, I, I have to mention this um, for those listening, because Carrie and I had a bit of a, a, a profound experience with what she's saying right now. It's just like, it's so validating. I've been practicing trying to channel without going bye-bye and just <laughs> allowing, you know, that, that consciousness to fully take over. Right. Mostly. Well, in my little like uh, moment of trying to learn how to do this um, with my guides and stuff, it was kind of funny because I saw one of my guides kind of pop in and be like, okay, because you you have self-conscious issues about how you look on camera when you're channeling. <laughs> I was like, that makes sense. So, <laughs> so I've been trying to learn how to do this without fully leaving. So I'm just now saying the information, but I'm still staying fully present, right? So I'm mostly like a repeat after research which is interesting because I think I channeled a message called repeat after me earlier this week. <laughs> well, digressing. So I, I had channeled uh, and, and you and I had kind of decided like, can I try to do that again? I'm not sure if I can because it was so like technical and I'm not a technical person. <laughs> That's really Carrie's kind of thing here um, when it comes to science and stuff like that. But uh, I had channeled this information about how we have the ability to take what we perceive and change and alter our DNA. So how did they say this? They said something to the nature of, they as a Mount Glass, they said something to the nature of when you are, you know, we forget or we have forgotten um, that it, everything is made up of energy. And when you perceive energy, it alters whatever that makeup of it is, right? Mm -hmm. So when we go back and we look at our ancestral history, and man, they said it so cleverly. I wish I could, I wish we would have recorded that anyway. So when we go back and we look at our ancestral history, right. And we say to ourselves like, oh my gosh, like our, our DNA is based off of all these ancestors that we had and our ancestors came along with a lot of trauma and we're focused, we're hyper-focused on those traumas, right? Mm -hmm. So slavery camps, what else did they say? Um, they talked about war, 
um, you know, they brought up, which I thought was really interesting, um, but they actually brought up being hung as a witch. And I was mm. like, does that pertain to me? And they were like, yep. And I was like, oh, shit. Right? <laughs> so like, okay. You know, but like in the present, looking back at our history, these are the things that we're perceiving, right? And so because we perceive those and all those traumas and we don't know about all the good things, right? We're not mm -hmm. focused on all the good things. We're thinking of all of the things that we, we've had to overcome mm -hmm. to get to where we're at, right? Mm -hmm. So we weren't necessarily documenting as many of the things that our ancestors might have been doing, you know, like giving birth to a baby or, you know, like having joyous celebrations to celebrate one another. Like we weren't documenting all those things, right? We weren't hyperly focused on that. So we're focused on a lot of things, but our perception is what's creating and changing and altering that mm -hmm. experience, right? Mm -hmm. So the other part that they said was how that ties to things like our, our health and saying over and over and over again that, oh, well, both sides of my family have history with cancer, colon cancer, you're now creating because your awareness is focused on that aspect of your DNA and you're now creating this. And this is so, and I know this sounds so insensitive because there's a lot of people out there that have gone through this that are having a hard time, right? So I understand that and I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to give you the information that I've received, right? Mm -hmm. So, they correlate that same thing that we talk about when we're focusing on the traumas and the energetic, you know, the energetic makeup that's within our structure, right? Within our lineage and how we're bringing that into our reality and existence today and that we're still having to deal with that. You know, like we're carrying that, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of mm -hmm. like the whole DNA carries memory, blah, 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 right? But that same thing applies to, <laughs> that same thing applies I just had to a, you. Sorry, I just had a... a another piece of information water also carries memory yeah oh man and our body's 60 percent water and our mm. body's 60 right right <laughs> and we consume it like 24 7 so oh my goodness yeah so anyway it, it was kind of a profound experience I just wanted to make sure that I brought that up because it the information you're saying right now really validates mm -hmm. what was coming through mm -hmm. and this is not information I'm familiar with or would know yeah. to talk about Right. So like it, it's really interesting. Yeah. And, and, and Bruce Lipton even acknowledges, you know, diseases and cancer and uh, that the perception of cancer can cause cancer. Right. So when we start thinking about it, we're bringing it into our awareness, we're attaching it, we're creating these responses in our body, this yeah. genetic expression. So actually when it comes to cancer, only 10% of cancers do have a hereditary linkage. The other percent or other 90% are a response to the environment and the perception of the individual in that environment. So yeah. not to say that there's not a increased risk, right? We're not saying that because we, we do uh, are influenced by the environment that we're raised in. Um, and that can have effects. So like the food that we eat, the thoughts, the way we think, the way we react or respond, um, the fluids that we put into our body, whether or not we exercise. So all of those things do have factors. Um, but recognizing that we are not victims 
of our genes. We are actually the masters of our genes and the creators of our reality. And then he even went on to say that, you know, as far as inflammatory diseases in general, I think it was only 1% of disease is associated with genetics and over 90% of disease is a total reflection again of our environment and our programming. So our, our limiting beliefs. And, you know, you, you mentioned us carrying on these fears, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've heard of the term placebo effect, right? You yeah. believe something is going to heal you or you're going to have a good reaction to it. And so you create that healing or that positive response. But, you know, what about the opposite, right? So a negative belief is called, or the, the response, the effect of a negative belief is called the nocebo effect. So placebo is the positive nocebo is, uh, the negative. I've so heard of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the nocebo effect is a consequence of those negative thought processes of those negative beliefs. So, you know, how many times do we recognize that, you know, the, the placebo effect is a consequence of a positive belief without giving, you know, validation to the opposite being true as well. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, that first off, nocebo. Wow. Okay. First off, that's my, that's a new one for me. I'm going to write that one down. But if you think about it, we are in a we're in a third dimensional state where we're dealing with polarity where there's one side, there's mm-hmm. the other. Right. So if you, if you think about like the whole, well, here's how a placebo effect could work in a more positive state, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This tic tac, this orange tic tac is vitamins. And I believe that, you know, I'm taking it from a movie. I think I saw, but like somebody handed somebody a tic tac. Oh, it's monster in law where they're, she's, <laughs> she's feeding her Tic Tacs or some, some kind of candy. And she's saying that it's her mental pills or something like that. Right. <laughs> and then she's like believing that, Oh, these pills are working just fine. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Like these, these things are amazing. And you're like, it's candy. It's not even a actual mm-hmm. medication, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's the, it's the belief, the thoughts and the, and the perception that's creating. And, and yes, that does actually impact your, mm-hmm. your physical and well being. And, and interestingly enough, there's a lot of, um, information that gets left out in studies related to the placebo effect, uh, because it will skew the results, um, saying that it's not like necessarily significant difference when taking a medication versus the placebo, interestingly enough. Dang. But then you actually look at all those studies. What was that one study called? I think we talked about it on spirituality versus science, right? But like, where the perception, just, just observing something can mm-hmm. change its behavior. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about that study, the double slit experiment. Yeah. The double slit experiment. Yeah. That's, it. that's a, it's a really cool mind blowing experiment Dude, also. <laughs> Google that shit. It's crazy. Yeah. So, and that affects, that's literally like exactly what that channel was earlier, mm-hmm. right. That, that mm-hmm. we were, that we were undergoing or that I was bringing in. It was just this whole concept of what your thoughts and your observation and perception towards completely alters mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. it actually is. Yeah. So it's what it is. You mentioned, you know, the, these patterns of limiting belief, you know, these traumas that we may have carried on through our 
you know, genetic material from our ancestrals, but ancestrals, our ancestry. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that, you know, in the first seven years of our life, that's actually when a lot of our programming occurs. And I know when we say programming, it sounds like, oh, control, da, da, da. Yeah, sure. There's an element of control that, you know, we've brought up before, but it's, it's learning our patterns and our habits. You know, that's, that is when we're like the sponge drawing in all that information and creating those, those patterns and habits, those programs. So, um, the, the example that was, uh, used, um, because you have to have these programs in place before you can use the creative side is old school iPod. You buy an iPod, you hit the touch screen and it doesn't do anything right. When you walk out of the store, what the hell? Well, you've got to download the music and the programs first, you know, to be able to use it and play the music. I rhymed. (laughs) (laughs) I got that. (laughs) So to, um, uh, to be able to, uh, uh, run those programs or not, you know, to be able to create outside of those programs, you first have to have those programs in place. So those programs that are created in those first seven years of life are the foundation of our subconscious mind, the mind that responds without us actually having to think. So that's like 95% of our, you know, uh, brain activity is subconscious mind doing things like you're driving a car and you're on the phone. You're not paying hundred percent attention to driving the car, but your subconscious mind has you know, learned and created a pattern of how you drive. So you are able to multitask. Oh my gosh. Think of so all the times that you like, it just even with a driving experiment and, mm-hmm. you know, not experiment, don't experiment with that. Um, <laughs> but just with like, you know, driving in general, think of how many times you check all, all of your mirrors, right? Yeah. The left mirror, the, the drive, the rear view mirror, the, uh, you know, other right side mirror, whatever. Think of how many times you do that and how you've actually programmed yourself to do this consistently mm-hmm. to observe your surroundings, right? Mm-hmm. And it just becomes an automatic response when you get into a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And at first it is something you learned how to do. What is, you know, right. a driving instructor always says, check your left mirror, check your rear mirror, check your right mirror, repeat, right? Mm-hmm. This is something you've learned, downloaded how to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you just naturally pick up that nature of doing it. And you don't even realize how many times you do it when you're in a car. Right. Right. So subconscious is our habitual pattern mind and consciousness is our, our creative mind that expresses our wishes, our desires, our aspirations and experiences, what we want from this life. Mm-hmm. But here's the problem. The subconscious programs don't always reflect what your consciousness wishes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we kind of have to take a minute to a minute being days, months, years <laughs> um, <laughs> to practice creating awareness of these patterns, these triggers, these habits, so that you can work on creating the conscious 
creating of these new patterns that you want to learn so that you can choose. So you're choosing to live your happiest life, right? Versus just living in those patterns that may not be serving you in your greatest and highest good. And this is kind of like tying, I I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but I am, but this is really tying to a lot of the teachings, like with like Dr. Joe Dispenza, where Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. people go into like a meditative state and they are retraining their subconscious Mm -hmm. to think of different things. For instance, my, I go into meditative state tonight, today, later, whatever. And I say, my DNA does not activate or carry anything related to cervical cancer or to colon mm-hmm. cancer. And I completely train my brain, my subconscious, my physical being to no longer perceive that as something active within my own genes. What happens? And and I think also making sure that you are making effort to connect with, I am healthy. I am well, my organs are functioning. They are happy. They are functioning in delight rather than they are not experiencing this because when we focus on not right, not having something like we're going to bring more of that in because you're building resistance to it. Right. Right. So, so we would prefer to say, I don't want all of the money right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Just a psychological flip flop there. Abundant. (laughs) Yeah. I am healthy. Oh, affirmations. Oh. (laughs) So yeah, all just mind blowing stuff again, that, you know, the commonly held perception that your genes are the blueprint to your life is totally false. The blueprint of your life is based on your perception because your genes will change according to your perception. I'm not going to drop my mic because it's connected to an arm, but if I did, boom, mic drop. So that's why we keep, um, practicing and talking about changing our perceptions and creating new, um, patterns of thinking, of speaking, of being working on, you know, um, addressing and letting go of and healing from our patterns of limiting belief, uh, those old ways of thinking. I absolutely love everything that you just said. All right. I, we, we could probably go on for like multiple hours on this topic alone. Um, but so we uh, keep it a little bit short for you guys on the listener side. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie. That was so insightful um, and so validating, honestly. So validating. again, I highly recommend the book, The Biology of Belief by Dr. Bruce Lipton. And if you don't have the patience to sit down and read, that's totally okay. Go check them on YouTube. 
And uh, please don't forget to subscribe, like, and follow if you so choose. And if it, all this information resonates with you, if not, let it go. Release. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so, so much. We love you all. And we wish you nothing but the best in your journey and receiving this type of information. And, and don't forget, love first. Love last. And love always. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Hey, listener. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us in this moment. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and we look forward to our next connection. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow to stay notified of new content from Love Always Self. If you have any questions or topics you'd like for us to discuss, please hit us up on any of our social media platforms linked in the show notes below. I'm Karista. And I'm Shira. And until next time, remember to love first, love last, and love always. Love Always Self podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. We do not make any warranties about the completeness, reliability, and accuracy of the information presented in this podcast. Any action you choose to take upon the information in this podcast is strictly done so at your own risk, and we will not be held liable for any losses and damages in connection with the use of our podcast. Any and all medical concerns should be addressed with a licensed healthcare provider, as well as any questions that may be derived from the information discussed in this podcast.